Right, I'm fucking off the pinball. Turn the TV off so you can't even look at it. No. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You get oh, nothing. Man, my belly's going all funny. All right, did cool. You get sausage, did you get vegan sausage rolls? Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. I had two sausage rolls and a Subway. Oh, fucking hell. Well, because I'm, I'm not, probably not going to eat again until later on, so I thought I'd... Uh, treat yourself. Treat myself. And, like, I needed some kind of vegetable. Did you get me anything? No. Oh, okay. Vital I didn't know you flat, wanted something. Like, stay here, you know. You should have said. I would have got you something. Whose idea was the podcast? Mine's. Yeah, well, you're even then, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like you, Ryan. Uh, yeah, I'll let's see how this podcast is going to go. <laughs> it's me and movies. It's me and movies. It's me and movies. So won't you lend an ear? Uh, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Meandering Movie Podcast, uh, where we talk, sit around and talk about movies and pretty much everything else that comes into our head. I am Gary Copeland. I am the baby daddy, Gavi. Mm, it's not a good one. Bad one this week. And Gavi. Gavi. <laughs> the daddy, ba- daddy babby Gavi. Baby daddy Gavi. And joining us, we've got a special guest this week. Yeah. We have Gavin's mate. You can introduce yourself. Oh, I introduce myself. Yeah, Ryan. There we go. This is Ryan. <laughs> just Ryan. Yeah, just Ryan. Just, just Ryan. Ryan. Just Ryan. Uh, our resident DC expert, which ties Ooh, in nicely. We've expert. Set, we've set you up right off the bat. That's what I've been told. Um, I mean, and know. the reason we got you in this week is because we're going to be talking about. Well, Shazam is out today. As long as if this episode goes up, when as it long should, as everything goes right, Shazam is out today <laughs> in cinemas for you to go and watch. Shazam should be out today. Uh, so we not, wanted to. We're currently on the second installment of the new Batman's film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we wanted to talk about uh, Shazam specifically. And well, not specifically. We're going to... Well, and okay. there was an and. I was, okay, oh, sorry. I was finishing that. I was stepping all over your intro, aren't I? Yeah. Okay. And I'll back uh, off. moving into the, the greater DC universe as you know, there are. And how great it is. Right, well, guys? Yeah. And as always, I think we're gonna, we, we'll do our loose, loose overview, which yeah. we won't stick to. No. So Shazam and thoughts for Shazam. DC and why it's bad slash good, and where DC's probably going to go. Yeah, probably the three topics. Plus, uh, from what I know from Ryan's knowledge, there'll be some chat of DC things beyond the movies. Because can we talk about the big bat lives under Gotham? Bat, yeah, bar yeah, bat. What's it called? Bar bat. That's no, going to no, be no. no. Man bat be does the, live under Gotham. Man bat. You know the one, the big demon bat that yeah. that stole all the Batmans from the other universes and made them evil. The Joker Batman. Oh, um, he's called Barbar Barbat. Yeah, Steve. Steve. Steve Bat. Steve the Bar. Steve the Dark. Demon Barbat. The the Arkham games where there's that moment where you're just gliding around. Oh, that and jump then, fright. And then oh. Man Bat just comes out and just yeah. fucking that's terrified me. Everyone I think jumped at that bit. Those those games got mental though. Like, yeah, fucking with the Batmobile, and I was like, why is the Batmobile in this game? And what? yeah, the, the last one was that the Arkham Knight one. Yeah, Arkham Knight. Yeah. Obviously, the, the 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 big thing about the game was who was the Arkham who's Knight? Arkham Knight? Who's Arkham Knight? And they and they came out and they were like, oh yeah, we've uh, we've we've made a brand new Batman villain. No, and it's you know it's got nothing. Yeah. It's brand new. You're all yeah. gonna be super excited to see it. And then I I got like halfway through the game and it was talking about Jason Todd. Yeah. And I went, oh okay, but it can't be Jason Todd because they said it's not. A Batman villain, but it seems like they're doing Red Hood. And then it got a little bit further. I was like, "That's Red Hood. Like it, it can't be anyone else." And then else. the big reveal of it's Jason Todd. Oh, yeah, You're it's like, Jason Todd. It's yep. Red Hood. Great. And then the, like the main thing was as well was loads of fans said before it was coming out, "Oh, it's definitely Jason Todd." And they came out exclusively and said, "It's not yeah. Jason Todd." Rocksteady like, lied. Just a to bullshit us. lie. <laughs> yeah. Lie. Just keep the it's, hype going. It's called marketing. <laughs> yeah. So Shazam. Shazam. Thoughts Indeed. around the table? Well, do you want to get involved in this one, Audio Boy? Looks all right. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Good stuff. Thanks, Audio Boy. You're welcome. Uh, is anyone excited for Shazam? Um, no. Nope. See, I, I'm. I'm not. I wouldn't say I mean, excited. You're quite a positive person. Excited is not the right word. I you would say I'm interested. In- interested because okay. it seems like they're going down a a completely different route than anything else they've done. Yeah. My, well, because it's. Up until this point, DC have been play, like flogging the the dark and gritty horse, and Shazam. True. Although a lot of the film looks quite dark, Shazam's outfit is bright red and yellow, yeah. and it's got Zachary Levi being goofy, and it's full of jokes, and it Bunch seems of memes like and shit. yeah, it Him seems flossing. like they're trying to make it fun, more lighthearted, more lighthearted, yeah. yeah. But it's also it's like balloons at a funeral, like it's dead. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's too late. Yeah, I totally agree. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late. The, the ship has sailed. Perfect analogy. Yeah. You've not put the the work in that Marvel have. 
No, because but, they, uh, but then at least this this feels like they're trying now, I guess, because it's does it though? Too little, too late. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, with it's, that, it's a brand new hero. With that trailer, all I get is one: it's so grey. There's no colour in that film apart from Shazam's apart from the outfit. Suit. Yeah, and then I can already predict how that plot's going to play out just from those trailers, and it's like I don't give two fucks. Like, and I think like when it came out, like they really market it on. The Rock is on board. He is going to be Black Adam. Yeah. Our yeah. challenge is finding someone as big as The Rock to play Shazam. That's and exactly they went for the guy fucking yeah. inflatable suit. Failed that. <laughs> at, at one point, it was like, oh, we're going to have John Cena doing it. I think, fuck, they didn't do that. Like, uh, oh. I mean, that would have been kind of beautiful, but also the Rock a train and John wreck. Cena. I would so, watch that. But then they've, like, they've made it and then they've released it and like The Rock's not involved Black Adam's not in it. There might be a cutscene. Oh, is he end. not? No. Oh, okay. Mark Strong plays the villain in it, and I'm not even sure which villain. He, he plays. He plays bald guy with electricity powers. Uh, yeah, which I'm pretty sure he's <laughs> in all his films. <laughs> yeah, he's and <laughs> the Kingsman. He was a bald guy and probably shot electricity. So I mean, that second film went off the fucking rails. The second Kingsman film. So he might have had electricity powers. <laughs> I have no idea because they bring people back from the dead in that film. Do they? That, oh, yeah. Um, I've not seen the second one because the first one was dog shit. Thank you. Someone who <laughs> agrees with me that the first Kingsman is a dog shit movie. First Kingsman is good fun. No, it isn't. I, I, I do not think it's not good fun. I have to be. In oh, the yeah. It is good fun, but it's dog shit. But it's dog shit. It's oh, mind numbing. Yeah. And then I finished watching it. And I was like, I know less stuff now. <laughs> <laughs> More brain cells Colin died Firth, doing that. Is it called Firth? Colin yeah, Firth. Yeah. Firth. He dies in the first one. They just bring him back in the second one. With, and, and they yeah, did with they... an eye patch, though, right? He yeah. did have an eye patch. Yeah, he lost, right. his, lost his depth perception as well. If you come at him from the right-hand side, he can't see you. Wow. They, they do that in they, in the film. They play yeah, but then in the joke. final fight scene, it's that's if that isn't a factor and he just fucking beasts through people like they don't exist. I'm pretty sure he misses a chair at one point. It is the coolest <laughs> Colin Firth has ever looked in a film, though. I mean, have you seen him in a single man? That's a... I mean, like, shooting people. Oh, okay, yeah. Because usually he's just wooing ladies in London. Or he's in the King's Speech and he's just kind of... Yeah, stuttering. Stuttering about. Shouting fuck into a microphone. <laughs> yeah. But imagine those fuck eating out skills you'd have with all that stuttering. You could do something. You'd get away with something there. I don't think you should ever eat anyone So out. Mark Strong <laughs> is playing Dr. <laughs> Thaddeus Shivana. Thaddeus. Thaddeus Shivana. Shivana. So, and that's the question, actually. I don't know if you know this. Uh, I always thought Shazam in the comics, when he Shazammed and became Shazam, uh, had agency. Wasn't... But in this in this film, it looks like it's the little kid in a fully grown man's body. Yeah, I'm pretty sure in the earlier comments, like when he Shazammed, Shazam was like it's almost like a a Bruce Banner and the Hulk deal. Yeah. Like there was yeah, two yeah, different yeah. people. That's what I thought. But in the film, it seems it totally like he's looks just, like he's got the, Shazam's body, but he's still well, they, just a kid. They've said yeah. head in like the marketing stuff that the main influence for this film was uh, Tom Hanks's big, which is just a kid in a man's body, and that was the influence for Shazam. So. <laughs> Why? But I think that's the main one. It's, it's it's too it's too much. It's gone too far. Like and I'm in the trailer. He's dabbing and flossing. Yeah. And I'm just not interested. They're, they're definitely <laughs> trying to be like we want to be fun and cookie like the Marvel movies. So let's just this feels like the Guardians of the Galaxy attempt. Yeah, attempt. but yeah, it's, but it's, it's the same idea. Like, yeah. Suicide Squad tried to be fun and kind of cookie and stuff, but it was just but it wasn't mereish. Yeah. confused mess of yeah. something. But this feels like, yeah, like they're going down the, the full-on comedy route, comedy superhero. Yeah. And, you know, Shazam is a boy and he can punch through a wall and he's like, oh, did I do that? You his, can his little friend's like, beer oh. and stuff. Steve Urkel. Is, that like... is it Steve Urkel? Did I do that? Oh, is that? <laughs> yeah. Do you think they'll have the that? same, like, messed up situation that happens in Big, which is that's a kid in a man's body who then has sex with, like, a 32-year-old woman? There's 100% going to be a joke where some woman fancies him because he's so buff and yeah, he might get an awkward boner. Depends how far into the, the immature Will that awkward boner show through that big muscle suit, though? Oh, no, but they'll do the whole he looks down and then goes, Ooh, and covers himself. And, with his oh. cape. No, because oh, yeah. Shazam's cape is notoriously short. Oh yeah, yeah. I can't. Do you think like he feels like lesser when he's around Superman, and Superman's got his big fuck off cape, and he's like, "Why, Superman?" Like, yeah, Batman's covering himself up in his cape. Yeah. Shazam's cape doesn't even go over his head. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I think I made a joke about it at the beginning. Who is Shazam? Is I know Hera, Hera, Zeus, no Hercules, Hercules, Zeus, Zeus. Ares, Ares, Z- I, I've, I've lost the the letters. We're S. 
The S, S is like sh- Solomon, Hercules, Atlas, Zeus, Achilles, Mercury. Oh, so Ares wasn't even one of them. Yeah. No. Different god. Wait, isn't Mercury a Roman god? And so, some of those were Greek? Yeah, that is, is like they are mixed. Because they both oh. live in the universe. The same as the Marvel Universe have both Norse gods and... Uh, and God and, with and capital G. Greek gods and stuff as well. <laughs> and Ego. Yeah. I just... Were these DC films... It's an, it's, it is an odd choice. It's an odd choice as well because I don't think... I didn't I think mean, Shazam the most had amazing much thing traction. Is, is I don't, yeah, of all the characters you could have a standalone film on... Why Shazam? Even, even one that you're going like, to... You ha- there's characters you could add comedy in. Like, there's no reason why they couldn't have had the same comedy factor in the Flash film. Yeah. yeah. Um, but all we've seen of Barry Allen so far is Ezra Miller being grossly underused and it's all really serious. And like, But Barry Allen's character is quite a serious person. If... Um, I can't remember what TV show said yes to this idea, but they hadn't fucking made that Arrow TV show. Yeah. yeah. Where the main comedy character in all of DC is the Green Arrow because he's meant to be like the sort of Robin Hoody kind of guy. Instead, Stephen Amell plays Batman for five seasons with a bow and arrow. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, we can't do a Batman TV show because we need him for the movies. So we'll just do Arrow, but make it Batman. Make it Batman, like, yeah. Cool, I'm just, just not going to watch that. And in fact, I, I'm, I'll, I'll start big. I'll go out there. The Flash TV show is probably one of the most successful things DC's ever done. Yeah. In terms of its narrative, in terms of the way it's structurally using things, in the first two seasons, I would say, it kind of breaks down after that and they kind of get caught up in their he, own He just bullshit. fights another person that's fast. Yeah. It's like, oh, this guy's fast, but he's faster than that last one. So, But yeah, like, but but they, the all, character, share the, they the, all share the speed force, right? Yeah, that's the, the character Flash development of like uh, Zoom and stuff and uh, Dr. Zolman, Hunter Zolman and stuff like that. And like that's the best those characters have been played um, because the guy who plays them in the f- like I think I think it's Zoom is in the second season and he's scary as fuck like this black like yeah it's kind of monster yeah. and thing. it's the guy who's a candy man that does his voice oh cool like, yeah I can't remember what that guy's called but he's in it he's famous because his voice is creepy candy as fuck. Man. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think um, everyone all anyone needs to know it's, it's the guy that guy who does man. his voice and yeah it's so class and then the twist was a bit shit I think and then yeah but they also didn't have a huge budget because every time he was fighting like King Sharks in it at some point or, and uh, uh, Gorilla Grodd was in it as well looked- I mean, they did Flashpoint Paradox as well, though, didn't they? Kind of. They tried. Right. Okay. They, but also, Flashpoint Paradox requires a lot of characters that they don't have yeah, yeah. Uh, access to. So, I, yeah. But I think because um, I, I mean, just so I just so you know, I don't I don't watch much TV whatsoever. I mean, I, I watch the occasional show, but as far as the DC TV shows, Marvel TV shows, all these ones, like I'm pretty much in the dark. I know what people have told me, and I know what things I've picked up, but I don't know the. Like again, so I thought they did Flashpoint Paradox, but they 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 did a version of it. But there's also there's multiple time travel plots yeah. in the show, but I've not watched it all. Yeah, I watched first season of Flash, and I was like, oh, I'm just not interested in another procedural like kind of thing. Arrow, I barely made it through season one. I was just like, cannot not. Inter-. And then Supergirl I was like, nope. And Legends of Tomorrow, never even thought about it. Yeah, those two I didn't bother with either. I was like not doing this. And then they do crossover stuff, and every so often I'll drop in to watch the crossover stuff because it's yeah. quite interestingly done. But so you so you just watching the crossover episodes? Yeah, because I like it's on the TV. I'll just drop in. I'll see like all these characters bouncing I have no off. Fucking clue what's going on. <laughs> but there's no. Supergirl and the Flash together. But some, sometimes like the crossovers <laughs> will just be like stories pulled from like comics or stuff like yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. or other movies that have happened before. But once again, when it comes to Marvel versus DC and the cinematic kind of visual landscape, the Marvel TV shows are better than the DC TV shows. Yeah. Because Daredevil season one, I think, still stands as the best like superhero TV show from either Marvel or DC. Like I think that. Daredevil season one and a half. Oh, yeah, the first, the first half, half of season, season two, two is, is real good. good. But then when the like, Punisher stuff stops and the Electro stuff yeah, starts, Electro and all, starts that, that gets kind of weird and confused. But yeah, the yeah one and a half. It's so and good. Then Jessica Jones season one also is class, but, but that's like, David Tennant. The problem with uh, Jessica Jones season one is it's 13 episodes, but it only has enough story for like nine episodes, and it just just drags out and runs runs at a steam. I mean, that's the problem with TV. Yeah, that's, that's the same with like, the Flash and stuff, is it's a huge American TV show. So like, like 24 20, episodes. 24 episodes yeah, any 24 episode series. Mid-season finale ridiculous. and stuff like that. Yeah, they'll literally have episodes where it's like, oh, this episode's a musical episode because... Yeah. 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 Or like, this episode, Flash decides he wants to get the best pasta in town, so he's just gonna get it. zip around eating spaghetti. Yeah, it's basically like forty-five minutes. There's some episodes that are like, carbonara. oh shit, there's a bad guy though stealing spaghetti. Now they fight. There you go. <laughs> it's, it's Mario. One, it's Mario. <laughs> <laughs> 
Taking it back. <laughs> Grand pricks. Um, <laughs> so yeah, no, so it's it's interesting though. So the the DC, because you're, you're right. I think DC are more successful with their TV shows. The films, I mean, other than Aquaman, which made a boatload of money, so much fucking money, it's insane. Other than Aquaman, the which DC, I, which just makes me sad. Universe films are kind of just floundering. Um, but what I like, well, I think my favorite thing that DC are putting out is the animated movies. Yeah, yes. their animated movies are so good. The animated movies are fucking amazingly good, and it's yeah. it's so weird that they they seem. I've looked into this. They don't seem to make much money at all, and they're all straight to kind of digital release and Blu-ray. The, the way but the, they just keep churning them out. The way they do it is. There's a small enough but loyal enough like DC fan yeah. base who like they DC knows if they put out an animated film, those people are going to show up. They're going to fucking they're going to watch it. They're going to pay for it. They're going to yeah. They're going to enjoy it. And because of that, also there aren't the same restrictions on the animated movies, so they can be a bit more kind of violent or like if you look um like Dark Knight Returns and stuff like that. Yeah, it's just bloody and messy and. Well, no, it did Dark Knight Returns properly. That, that's yeah. also good about it. And like they even like they were starting that game early. Like Mask of the Phantasm came out in yeah, ninety three, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's um, a fucking movie. That's before some of their like I think that's before George Clooney and Val Kilmer became mm-hmm. Batman. Along and they'll talk about that later. Uh, <laughs> oh, but yeah, like they were they were starting early on and early doors with that kind of Batman universe and all the main kind of Batman I TV mean, shows. You look at like the Batman animated series, like it's still Yeah. It's just still holds up. Like they're doing a restoration of it at some point. I'm like I'm gonna yeah, see that. even that had the uh, the Batman Forever. Yeah, I think Batman that was, Forever. That was Tim so Drake based on and like, like kind of futuristic. It was class as well. Yeah. And the one after that, uh what was it called? I think it was just called The Batman and the animation was really different and I think it was just a two two seasons, but all the characters were done well, they all looked great. They made the Joker this weird kind of like the Joker was only big change. He was this, this kind of sort of like animalistic, like he had big green dreadlocks and stuff. And he had like but, a- like um, sleeves and stuff, yeah, and, and like springy a... shoes. Like, but I think it was the point of like he'd been in Arkham so long that he just like completely lost it's it, gone. like all humanity. Because well. they also brought in uh, Teen Titans, yeah, the original kind of and people fucking teen version love that. that show. They lose their absolute shit over well, that. Show. Yeah, because it's good. That, yeah, it's like the first, like the the first one was seasons. like yeah, the first because now they've got Teen Titans Go, yeah. which is that chibi, weird kind of really derivative fart joke TV show. Yeah, basically someone's, given, alley someone's alley. given the Teen Titans to Japan. They've sent it back yeah. with that. <laughs> <laughs> and now we voice it. Yeah. But yeah, the, the original series was was a like a cracking kind of teen I mean, they just did cartoon. that one last year, the Batman Ninja, where it's like Batman and all these... Yeah, and they go to, to a, Japan. a Japanese universe. That's and it's just like... Such a cool concept. And just look at all those characters designed that way. Yeah. And yeah. The, story that comes from it was just so good. I wouldn't numbers. say it was a great film. Robin's it, got bald patches, my favourite bit. Shout <laughs> <laughs> um, to those bald patches on Robin. Yeah. But and there's also... Buster, was it Buster from Arrested Development doing the Joker? Yeah. <laughs> Let's also not forget Batman in the Lego movies. Uh, people seem to they love the Lego Batman movie. Who, who plays him in the Lego Will Arnett. Will Arnett. Will Arnett. Another Arrested Development character. Maybe that's just where they're plucking their DC <laughs> universe <laughs> They're going from. to David Cross at some point to play a Batman character and I can't wait for the that. The Penguin. So. Calling it now, David Cross. Oh no, no. the Riddler. It'd be the Riddler. David Cross is the Riddler. Live action Riddler. Yeah. I mean, could you imagine though, Jason Bateman and Michael Cera as Batman and Robin? Oh. <laughs> well, which one's Batman and which one's Robin? They changed per episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just swap back and forth. Jason Bateman's like, it's my turn to be Batman today. <laughs> <laughs> you were Batman last week. <laughs> I want to be Batman. Why are they? Yeah, I feel like we should do this. Arrested Development cross Batman. 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 I mean, that idea is not any more ridiculous than any of the ideas that DC Universe currently have for big films. So, what's the latest? The latest. Sorry, just on the animated films as well. Before we move on, the latest animated Batman film is Batman versus the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah. And I think they're going. Neither of you look excited about that. Yeah, (laughs) it's mainly because it's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and here's a hot shot from Gavin. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, shape, not good. Don't like them. I'm not going to do what Gavin does when anyone says something doesn't like and go in a massive huff and swear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, the, what are you talking about? The Teenage Mutant, Ninja, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are class. Yeah. They're films and after, I mean, the, the, after first, the early ones. The first live action film, it's fun. I'll stick it on. It's a good, like, drink beers and laugh and have fun with it. Right, whoa, whoa. See, it's a film about giant turtles that are all ninjas. It's definitely not meant to be anything past drink beers yeah, and have fun. True, that's fair. But... I wish they'd stuck to the, the aesthetic of the original graphic novel, and they've never done that. They've always just 
done weird kind of well joke. the 80s the 80s cartoon like has influenced them like I know. pretty much on and that's what yeah. upsets me i want that dark fucking david Cronenberg fucked up monster looking things that just no they did that in the last film though and that was horseshit <laughs> shrek minus the a's those yeah those michael bay produced ones i don't even i was like nah. it's not very nice to talk about megan fox like that <laughs> oh <laughs> that's not gonna make it into the final get it <laughs> um with our weird thumb toe things which is i love that krang was the villain though i honestly didn't think they were going to do krang yeah as the because he's such a weird just a little pink technically blob that lives in a man suit and i i I, for a live action film i thought that was i mean i feel like a little pink dirty blob thing lives in a man suit some days when i wake up and i was like (laughs) why did april o'neill from the teenage mutant ninja turtles always want to bang the teenage mutant ninja turtles because i'm not she was she was wanting to bang uh, casey jones no, played, it was actually played by Stephen Amell. This is horseshit as well. And he just played him the same way he plays every other character, which is he's just a yeah. I've got some muscles, muscles and short hair. That's that's Stephen Amell for you. I mean, he yeah. does a lot of great charity work. So shout out to Stephen Amell's charity work. But good job, Stephen Amell. Because uh, we know you're listening. I don't care. Michael Jackson plays a lot of charity work. That doesn't redeem you. That's a great point. <laughs> I mean, I don't just what it's doing its final season, like ten episode run, and then it's being cancelled. Was this hour? Yeah. Oh, really? It's only got one season left in it, and then they're like... I mean, <laughs> I've only been praying for, like... So is the rest of the we, family. We, we've yeah. talked you about know, this previously, though, and it's it's the problem with TV shows across the board, where they go into it, and they make a season... Still movie podcast, by the way, even though huh? we're talking about TV. <laughs> yeah, well, no, sorry. No, but, like, it was, we're talking about DC, at the very least. Um, and DC are bad for it, in the sense that they bring out the, bring out the series. It's... They've got an idea for the first 24 episode run and then they leave it on a cliffhanger just in case. But the cliffhanger, it's usually pretty tied up quite nicely. Yeah. Cliffhanger of something new. Yeah. And then next season they get, you know, oh, let's do another one. And then same thing happens and it's kind of not quite as good. And then they just keep running with it. Yeah, because I think at this point... It just Arrow, gets poorer and poorer I've, and poorer. I've tuned into, like, oh, let's see what's happening in Arrow this season. You oh. definitely said you'd never seen this at the start and you're just you're letting go of information bit by bit here. <laughs> You're absolutely a massive fan, absolutely and you're not. breaking inside <laughs> that they're finishing it. <laughs> They'll be like, it'll be on the telly, and I was like, All right, I'll stop. Like, oh, this ep- this week, Arrow is fighting a guy in a hood with a bow and arrow. Okay, that's what he was doing last season, and it's what he'll be doing next season. Because all he does is just shoot arrows at people that look exactly like him, and it's just like that's that is one huge thing about the DC universe, though. Is apart from Batman, people's general villains just seem to be a sort of copy negative of themselves. version, a negative of, themselves. Versions like, of themselves. It's like the end of Marvel movies where they just fight a copy of themselves, yeah. but. Like, like how, Black Panther or Iron Man or stuff like that. They just fight like a... Black Panther, yeah. Iron, Iron Man, Man also. He fights the Iron Monger, but... Yeah, but Iron Monger was a, like a big version of Iron Man. Yeah, but then Iron Man 2, it's just Whiplash but in an Iron Man suit. And then I suppose it's like an army of drones. Iron Man's. Yeah. Like hammer drones. But in and 3, then, it's, it's extremist people. It's just Guy Pierce Breathing fire. Getting a paycheck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much where that film was. Yeah. A lot of people you know what? Get... Like, I was going to argue with that, and now I'm thinking about the Marvel films, and I'm like, yeah, yeah you know what? You're... Yeah, a lot of the men were just like a cop. Like the Black Panther one might be the worst. Where it's actually it's two guys in black both suits, both wearing Black Panther suits, and they're yeah. kind of indiscernible when they're both just hitting each other. And well, you know, no, because one glows blue and one glows red, so you can always no. Well, one purple and one orange, but when oh, God, sorry, when they're underground and there's fucking lights and trains <laughs> and massively bad editing, it's just like. I don't know who's hitting who, and I don't care. It's like, don't worry, at least the animation was strong. <laughs> oh, that's... <laughs> uh, but yeah, Oscar when you're talking about like uh, DC TV shows where they have a great idea for the first season but don't really plan after that, that's the opposite of what the films do. Yeah, the yeah, films yeah. have always got a fucking awesome sequel planned. Yeah. And then they just rush out the first... Like Shazam. I, get, I bet The Rock will be in the second Shazam as Black Adam. It'll probably be really strong. They've probably got a great story. And like, ah, oh, we're going to have to bullshit our way through the first one because we've got to we got to lay the ground try and make enough money and then get the second one out but by the time the second one comes out they've lost half the fan base because they've seen the first one and it it goes back to something one of you said right at the beginning of this that dc are playing catch up with their films they're trying to emulate what marvel have laid the groundwork for the last 16 years yeah yes and they you know they started i i'm gonna hazard a guess of about 10 years after marvel i mean had, had started doing it properly iron man was 2007 2008 and then they started on that train towards the avengers movie yeah. and then dc were kind of like oh fuck like that's what they're doing yeah, but you they have to build it up you have to do a film per, per person you can't just be like yeah 
one Superman film, Superman and Batman, and we'll mention the rest of them, and then boom, here's a film with all of them. I, I, still, not how it works. I still can't believe it. it's like you did Man of Steel, first two acts solid, third act just an absolute mess. It's yeah. it's like it gives you a headache watching the like third act. Usually... Michael Shannon though, love yeah, great fucking Class. great Zod. <laughs> Just him screaming the entire time. I'm totally on board for that. But then they're like, well, how should we follow up our Superman movie? Well, let's just do Batman v Superman and then introduce Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Flash, and Cyborg at the same time. It's mm. like, and then Lex Luthor as well. And I'm just like... And I, let's I, also do the death of Superman. Yeah, let's do Doomsday as well. It's just like, what the fuck? It's like, no. Yeah. It's also, in, in the DC shared universe of films, in the comics and the kind of cartoons and the TV shows, they get away with it because they... They cordon everything off, and and you know Gotham is Batman's domain, and and Supes doesn't ever go near Gotham. He sticks around in Metropolis, and it kind of makes sense in a, in a comic book world. But in the films where everything has that extra level of realism, because they kind of go for the yeah, and they're just live across the bay from each other, and it's like yeah, just, and they're pretty close. Batman could it just doesn't make any sense that ferry and just... Doomsday is there, and when the next you know when Darkseid turns up, who's like the big bad of Superman's yeah. world, what the fuck is Batman gonna do in? I mean, in he, in the in the DCU universe, because in the comics, by that point, he's got yeah. spacesuits and he's got yeah. kryptonite firing guns and all kinds of crazy gadgets that he's been working on for ages. It's a, it's but a in this film, it's, yeah, and, and it, it's a cartoon, so you can do whatever the fuck you want. But in the film, where it's Batman's like a, a human and they're all humans yep. except Superman, Darkseid's going to turn up and Batman's going to go. Oh, I'm going to go to my back cave and make something. I and mean, by that point, you Darkseid saw that would shit w- all over all with of them. Justice League, where in the final showdown with Steppenwolf, where it's like Wonder Woman yeah. at command going total this fucking godlike thing punching it and batman is just standing on a ledge like a couple of miles away just shooting a gun just going and then the gun runs out of ammo and he just throws (laughs) it away and has nothing else to do it's like at that point he just pulls rank as the leader and he sends flash for more ammo (laughs) (laughs) am i misread doesn't that bring a swarm of bats in is that is that i I saw that film once and i just wanted to wipe it from my memory i swear i remember him like doing a Sonar I mean, the moment that like I won't forget is bats. the moment when Superman shows up and you see a literal grin of happiness and excitement on Batman's face, and I'm like, that's not... But that's the thing. So, here we go. This is my my, my big idea. Is if, you, if you're going to do DC films properly, and you're going to do them right, Superman needs to go. Yes. So, you can, I would, you can have your opening film with Superman, do the death of Superman, do it properly, and not with Michael Shannon being turned into Doomsday. But do it properly. And then Superman is dead. And then the Justice League are fighting for, in his oh, name. I but, completely forgot this odd was Doomsday. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> me, Le- yeah mental. And that Lex Luthor <laughs> made, him. made by a human yeah, scientist. Yeah, yeah. In a fucking pool of goo or something. Yeah. Sorry. But yeah, so Superman That's needs to go God. because at that point of. The Justice League, like whatever the Justice League was, they were building the characters towards a team. They had their fights, they had whatever. Yeah. And then they're finally working as a team. And then Superman turns up, and they're like, "Oh, you guys can go now. Yeah, you guys can go." Because in the Justice League, Superman quite literally saves the day. I mean, like the, he, that whole before scene he even he turns up, before he even saves the day, he slaps them about like they're nothing, mm-hmm. and then goes away. And then they're in the final fight, and they're holding their own but they're not doing great and then Superman goes well I'm something he has some for like, justice for justice in the American way and then he just walks in and goes slap okay well that was easy it was uses ice breath just done and they, they, they really double down on just here's everything Superman can do ice yeah. breath laser yeah. vision super strength flying none of you need to be here <laughs> it was, yeah it was like Aquaman and Wonder Woman like fell over Batman probably was just on his phone at that point it's like hey I'll for like get get a couple of prostitutes in or something yeah. like that yeah I'll be back in half an hour. Batman's sure ordered the pizzas for the party. <laughs> He's like, yeah, hey, I'll, I'll just get some beer and pizza and guys. Like, good job. And then Flash is probably having some sort of ADD fit in a corner somewhere, just going like, ah, I'm crazy and weird. Yeah. And then Superman's just like, yep, I'm done. I did um, it. But Don't like, because Superman's, Superman's had films. Like, he, he came first. The Christopher Reeves films. Christopher Reeves films. Well, 1978, 1980, 1987. The, well, that's let's just, say 1978, that's those 1980. Notes there that Rhino was right yeah, now. Yeah. Love like, you came with notes. Let's just say your let's memory just recall say is incredible. Ryan. Up to 1980, <laughs> because we're not talking about the other two. The first two Christopher Reeves Superman movies, I'll stand by. I think are good. Yeah, they oh, are good. But I think we're both in the same agreement of they break the character of Superman going forward yeah. because he literally turns back time. 
And then it's a problem. That's a problem with Superman. I don't want to get too much into the actual comic book. I don't want to really get into but deconstructing. The, but the reason comics, Superman at this point is Superman broken, is a broken character. But that's because from the, the Christopher Reeve movies broken. Before the Christopher no, Reeve movies, he wasn't a broken the reason, character. The reason the he cr- had limitations. No, he's always been a broken character. He, he hasn't been. He, the fact he is Superman. Oh, he's, we're getting Superman's testy now. We're getting testy. No, Superman's superpower is to be the perfect man. So whatever you throw at Superman, that's why Superman. Ah oh, shit! There's a giant fire being coming at the Earth. What do we do? Superman now has ice breath. Ah oh, shit! We need to, we need to laser point something, and it needs to be really precise. Well, Superman's now got laser vision. Whatever, whatever they need, Superman always has the power because that is his power. It's, it's just always having the. It's ridiculous. But, That's why he's a no, broken superhero. That's why he works re- shit in films because he has no weakness other than kryptonite. Yeah, it's the same as like you. People argue that Superman and Wolverine are the same. But it's not because Wolverine's character progression, his background, is just better. Yeah. Because yeah, Superman... Because he's a human. Superman Wolverine being like the mightiest person in the world, in the world as well, doesn't have to whinge about it. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> in those fucking Zack Snyder uh, films, I was interested that they were trying to do something with the Superman character, but he just comes off as like a whiny bitch. And yeah. just like... You're, he moans a lot. And he's like, there's that scene, I think it's in Batman or Superman, where he's like, he's saving people, but he looks so unhappy doing it. He's just like, oh, I'm helping these people. I'm tuck pulling this boat. I'm saving this rocket. I'm like, fucking smile a wee bit about it. <laughs> just like people were saying to Brie Larson and Captain Marvel, smile, have a bit of fun. Yeah. Just, you know, just don't be a miserable Do git. <laughs> we're definitely going to cut out the fact that you've just told the head women of the Me Too movement to smile more. <laughs> I mean, that's I'm just <laughs> quoting <laughs> quoting people online and their terrible commentary. If they want her to smile, why don't they want Superman to smile? Because I would yeah. have liked to see Superman. But then they did that with that's, Justice that's, League. That's, that's misogyny Everyone's 101. smile more. And the world would be a brighter place. Aww. It's nothing better than being at work and someone tells you to smile and it's just like, I can't. It's not possible. I can't. <laughs> You, yeah, pre- so you you would look prettier if you smiled more, Gavin. Nah. You wouldn't. Nah. <laughs> oh, I've got a picture to show you earlier. Uh, earlier. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Superman's going to take us well, back. Well, technically, <laughs> technically, when people are listening to this, you have shown them the picture earlier. That's so. true. This is, this is Power time travel. pre-recording. I've got a, a picture that I got of me from like when I was 18, and it's horrendous. It's so, you showed me it's this. It's so good. Did Do I? you want this thumbs up? <laughs> for the listeners at home it's the, like the weakest most uncommittal thumbs up you've ever seen in your life my thumb is roughly like an inch away from the rest of my hand that's how high his thumbs up is <laughs> and i had a mohawk and i was wearing a shirt with a hoodie on it it was awful all the stuff good was kid. bad everything was bad good kid he looks like he was made in the sims <laughs> <laughs> I'll with, that. with bad text by someone who well. just plays the sims to build houses and they're like let's make this guy quickly so i can build a house <laughs> <laughs> random button Roll i want to have dice. two kitchens in this house right well oh, oh good <laughs> gary is now about <laughs> to see <laughs> the picture Philip is now showing gary the photo <laughs> <laughs> and that's gary's response to the photo <laughs> <laughs> oh it gets better oh man oh you're really just oh gavin you're really enjoying that aren't you that's incredible gavin has a tattoo that says music is life i do have a tattoo that says... <laughs> oh we're just all going for it now aren't we wow this is great sorry so glad i invited you in the podcast ryan i actually also promised that i wouldn't say that <laughs> and then you did it <laughs> it I is like the greatest music is life the greatest regret of my life i thought that it was tattoo. ironic it, oh yeah yeah when i was i don't think it is now i thought it was <laughs> no <laughs> I think sarcasm doesn't usually work well on tattoos. Nah. <laughs> on the first day I met Gary at work. Gavin. Um, no, Gavin, sorry. Yeah, I've done Hi, that. I'm Gary. Sorry. I'm Gavin. First day I met Gavin at work, uh, he was on a really big shift. Yeah. Was... And I was like, oh, you're on a bit of a shit shift today, man. And he's like, yeah, that's life. And I went, but I thought music was life. <laughs> and ever since then, so yeah, it's just wow. on a daily basis. Yeah, sorry. I can't not bring it up. Let's get back to films. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Okay, so we were talking about like how Marvel have been planning this for ages and they've implemented all these films. They, they have a vision and they have someone like Kevin Feige. They do top. have the vision. Oh, I'm going to throw my phone at your face. <laughs> uh, and then they have Kevin Feige and other people who are clearly like, here's where we want to take it this. Is it Kevin Feige? Kevin I don't know. It's the same as this like, is another one of it's like Gal Gadot or Gal Gadot. Kevin F. I don't know. Kevin F. Big Kevin yeah. F. Big yeah. Kev. And Gal. <laughs> big Kev, big Gal. <laughs> Uh, big ton but then when it comes to DCEU the person that was like leading it was I think Zack Snyder and then Jeff Johns and it's like Zack Snyder visually he's a great director but, That's what, but also he, as a director visually it's not really his job 
There's a DP for that. The, like, bit, the bit that he does, he's shit at. <laughs> it's very true. Like, and he's like, oh, we could cut this film now. Nah, let's add an hour on. <laughs> like, I remember like the... How are Batman and Superman going to stop fighting? Mum's names? Oh, God, I still can't get <sighs> over that. doesn't make any sense. Why did you say that name? That was my mum's name. Well, they were friends, and let's be friends for the rest of time because we had the same mum name. That was yeah. my mum's name. But then, because of that, we had that fucking boss scene of Batman going into that warehouse, and that's one of the best, like, on-screen Batman moments ever, where he just... And it looks like a fucking moment from one of the Arkham games of him just annihilating those bad guys. It's absolutely not the best moment. The best moment, Batman visually, is when Chris O'Donnell pulls Val Kilmer out that goo and... Uh, Batman Forever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or is it Batman or Robin? I can't remember. That'll be Batman Forever. Batman Forever. Like Batman yeah, Robin Robin forever. George Clooney. But also, yeah. so Batman and Robin came out with George Clooney on 1987, and that is the first mention of any team-up ever. Because on the intro of that, when they're getting their bat nipple suits on, yeah, they are. George Clooney, the first thing George Clooney says, I'm pretty sure in Batman and Robin, is this is why Superman works alone. Yeah, that's true. And fangirls all across the world <laughs> in the cinema. You can't Google, you can't go on Reddit and check these things. Must have been like, shit, they're going to make a they're Batman and Superman film. They're going to do it. And they never did. Nah. And well, they, well, what they probably did is they finished watching Batman and Robin and going, nah, they're probably not. Like, please don't. <laughs> nah. Because at one point, George Miller, who did the, the Mad Max films, he was going to do a Justice League film and it was uh, like, Army Hammer was going to be Batman or Green, Green Lantern, I can't remember which one. And yeah. they had... Uh, that? I can't remember. Like, they had like, most of a cast, like they had their Wonder Woman cast, they had yeah. the Green Lantern, they had their Batman. And then I think, I don't know if George Miller did the script. Uh, I know at one point Joss Whedon did a script for a Wonder Woman film that never ended up happening. And then that script got released and it turned out it was quite a misogynistic script that he wrote for the Wonder Woman film, which shouldn't, yeah, that was a bit awkward. And then Wonder Woman meets a man named James Wetton <laughs> and falls in love with him. But yeah, that, that Justice League film never happened. And then, it came down to 2004, Christopher Nolan showed up. He's like, hey, I want to do a Batman movie. And he just fucking bossed the fucking movies. And now we get to one of Ryan's most controversial opinions, and that's the Christopher Nolan Batman films. And some of the things he thinks about what I think are class, brilliant, amazing, incredible films, and some of the best superhero films ever made. Ryan, retort. Gavin has a musical life tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I can't argue that. <laughs> can't win, man. Yeah, I don't like them. Really? Uh, I think Batman Begins... Right, so the reason I don't like Batman Begins is because I watched it way too young and it scared the shit out of me. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the Scarecrow. Uh, scare that's the reason yeah. I don't like Batman Begins. Okay. But the Scarecrow, class character, because it scares the shit out of me. Yeah. Razor Ghoul stuff is mental, though. Liam Neeson's Razor Ghoul is too weird. The whole the whole League of Shadows thing is a problem in the Nolan Batman films. Though. I think, yeah, I think, but the whole, like... It's, There's that scene at the party where... <laughs> It's my favorite scene in Batman Begins, where that woman goes, Bruce, you have to speak to my friend, uh, Raish al Ghul. <laughs> and then Bruce goes, oh my God, and then runs over to where the woman was talking. And then this weird, fat Chinese bloke turns around <laughs> and he goes, oh, thank God. And then Liam Neeson, as Raish al Ghul, taps him on the shoulder and he's like, looking for me? And like, if you just take that whole scene and think about what Rachel Ghoul has set up, he's got that weird Chinese guy to go around that party and say, I'm Rachel Ghoul, hoping that then someone would go, Bruce, come meet my friend Rachel Ghoul, so that he can then stand just to the side and surprise Bruce Wayne. Or, or what's happened is that there's been a party and Rachel Ghoul is friends with that woman, like Liam Neeson's character. <laughs> And Christian Bale is just racistly assumed. <laughs> the first Asian man he sees is definitely called Rajar Ghul. His name's probably like Timothy Thompson or something. <laughs> and he's gone, Chinese guy, that's Rajar Ghul. She's probably thinking She's made Rage a mistake, Ghul. that'll be Rajar Ghul. God, she's he's so gone up racist. and be like, oh, hey, Raj. And he's like, what? <laughs> Who like, I know you're Bruce Wayne because you're famous, but my name's Timothy. And then Rachel goes like, oh, it's over here, Bruce. Do you want to just ignore that really racist moment you just had? Because <laughs> yeah. ten million dollars. Yeah. Just forget about that. But yeah, so and then they drop a house on top of him. Moving on to the Dark Knight, a brilliant, brilliant film. Damn right it is. But it doesn't need to be a Batman film. So my point is that it's it's not a good superhero film because The Dark Knight would be a good film without Batman and the Joker. You replace Batman with like a hard-hitting cop and the Joker with like a psychopath sort of Buffalo Bill character, it's still going to be a good film. The, mm. the aspects of Batman and the Joker are not crucial to the film. If anything, they're the weakest points. But I also feel like uh, 
I'll give you that. Actually, I never thought about that but, way. But yeah, you're right. The the, bat, the Nolan's Batman films they don't even, need even to the requi- first one, They don't need to be. Batman they don't need films. to require Batman. Yeah. But Michael Mann already made Heat, which is a fucking class film. I, I've stolen the word class from you now. You fucking put that into my vocabulary, and I I don't like that. It's I'm gonna dog be, shit. It is better. Than, yeah, it's the opposite of dog shit. Yeah. It's but class. Michael Mann made Heat, and that's uh, what that film is. Like, yeah, what is what you're talking about. And then Chris Nolan went, well, I'm doing a Batman film, but Heat is so good that I'm just going to take the elements of Heat and put it into a Batman film and create something even better. And but that is... I just feel Knight. that instead of, like, Chris Nolan's got the job, and instead of him doing any proper research into comic books in any way, he's gone, I'm just going to make three really, really good movies with good plots, and I'll add the characters in later. I mean, I think with the Nolan films... Unfortunately, Batman is the weakest element. Yeah. Because, I mean, Christian Bale's a great actor. I think he's a better Bruce Wayne than he is a Batman because as a Batman, he doesn't really f- ever come across on screen as Batman. It's hell and it's so wide, it really annoys me. <laughs> I mean, I like, the, I like the suit in the second one because it's like tactical and like useful and stuff like that. And he tried to, and he does, he does some cool stuff like when he, he goes to. Is it China, Hong Kong? And yeah, when like, he the, the off the building stealth bit. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah that's, that's, that's so, really cool. Yeah. So fucking cool. But obviously, the reason the Dark Knight is the film that people talk about and it's still it's resonant to now is big old Heath Ledger as the Joker. Which, once again, I know Ryan is has some opinions on Heath Ledger's Joker. He's just Tom Waits in makeup. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if Heath Ledger I, so, wasn't dead. So here, here's the thing, actually. Oh, yeah, I'm kind of in the... I'm not... Heath Ledger's performance in that film is a great performance. I yes, don't think it it's a great Joker, though. I I, I've I never think it's an that. absolutely brilliant Joker. Jared Leto's Joker's better. I'm kidding on, I'm kidding on, I'm kidding on. <laughs> it's definitely not. It's definitely... I'm joking, I'm joking. He saw the room turn in an instant. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. I think Heath Ledger's Joker in that film, it's it's a great performance. I just don't know. I, I've always kind of been like, I don't get it as a... Yeah, like, what don't you like about it? I think... I don't know. I don't know. It's been so long since I've seen these films. And I'm kind of going off what I, I think. I watch them once every year. I just go yeah. back. And... So I, I, I'm going to I'm going to try and articulate this, even though it's like I I remember my opinion. <laughs> I don't know if I can remember the fillers ins and outs of it, but I just remember, and it's the same kind of what you're saying. It's it's the the films don't really feel like Batman films in their entirety almost, and because of that, it just you're right. They kind of just feel slapdash hashed together, and Heath Ledger's Joker. I don't. Know, I think he just didn't ever feel like a joker i don't know how to articulate it better than that other than he just didn't feel i mean they don't feel faithful to the the comic characters you know what you know what it is actually you know what it is yeah you're actually right they're not faithful to the comic characters and that's that's my bigger problem with them is that they're they're too gritty and realistic when they're meant to be comic book the realist the realism went too far like instead of having the paint on the face they went with scars and stuff like that and it's all about the scars and he, he brings up his parents and all that kind of stuff and like but Essentially, they just make the Joker an anti-Batman. Like, he's the same character as Batman. If Batman had gone down a different route, like, there were so many people who had theories that the Joker is actually, a, like, Batman, and Batman is not Batman, like, and stuff like that when Dark Knight that's, came out. That's and, a shit theory. People yeah, I know. <laughs> but, like... Isn't Batman Batman for about four nights in the entirety of the Nolan-verse? No wonder! He's getting barred about and he's yeah. got a full-time job. Why does he got time? If you, if, you, if you piece it all together, he's only Batman for... I think the Dark Knight over three movies. Yeah, over three movies, but he's not... If you if you actually look at the time he spends, he's not Batman for very long. Because no. he, re- he retires, doesn't he? He retires after Batman Begins. No, he retires after... Uh, well, technically after Dark Knight, he goes for a wee bit longer, but then retires. Retires, and, and then the, he comes back. There's like a seven-year gap between Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises. Because his knee's got no cartilage. And then he, Dark Knight <laughs> Rises, he's Batman for another like two, three nights, and then he fakes his death. And goes to prison. He's not Batman for long in, in the Nolan-verse. He's, he's but more... the big thing about most <laughs> Batman comics is, and most Batman, Batman retires a lot. Batman does retire. I mean, it's but very... he also is just clearly addicted to violence. <laughs> he's just a dude who likes hurting people yeah. and also gets fucked up and hurt. He also a lot. he also loves killing people, but with his, but oh, I doesn't. don't I don't kill people. You let that guy die, yeah, but I didn't kill him. I just didn't save him. I didn't stop him dying. Yeah, it's not, it's yeah. not my fault he fell out of a window. That's a manslaughter charge, Bruce Wayne. <laughs> no, no, no. He should have, shouldn't have been a criminal. It's not my fault. I mean, 
as uh, apparently the only person in the room who loves the Nolan films and think I great. like I, I love I the films. like the Nolan films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. three you're, you're, brilliant you're, you're, crime films. You're not you're not hearing this. The films are brilliant. It's just they're not great Batman films. But I, I would say the only bad thing to come from the Nolan films is the third one. Nope. <laughs> I'll stand by the third one. I'll stand by. It. I'll stand by Tom Hardy's. A weird voice choice and everything. Now we're just going to do Bane impressions for the rest of the podcast. Just settle in, everyone. I want to do Alfred impressions. Oh, yes, they are Alfred's one. Yes. yes. See? <laughs> I see two boys playing with a tangerine the size of a tangerine. <laughs> I love best that bit, so much. Best bit in the whole film. Happiness. But back to seriousness now, Gary, because we're talking Must about away. serious... serious don't, don't do it. <laughs> 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 Uh, yeah, the thing that I feel the only negative point to come from the Nolan films is they went for the serious, gritty, like, uh, like grounded kind of style, and then DC went, well, that worked for those three films that made a bunch of money. Yeah. yeah. So we'll now just Turn carry on that head. on yeah. to yeah. the rest of our. Hey, look, you brought us back. You brought us back to the DC. But then also, like, well done. Yeah. When they've done Golden Star, what Thank they've you. done with Suicide Squad. It's gone, oh shit, they've made those dark films. But I think... Let's turn that on its head and make even, it Even the bright. DCEU... DCEU. So, and just for anyone that doesn't know, the DCEU is uh, the collective universe of DC films that are all tying into one another. Starting from Man of Steel and Starting from Man of Steel, going Shazam. to now. And it, at one point, including Suicide Squad, but they've now retconned it and decided that Suicide Squad doesn't exist in the well, universe, what right? what DC has done it's now... exactly what I've done. <laughs> it's what we've all done. all done, because it's terrible. Is what DC have done now is they've decided, well, this universe hasn't worked. We've failed at the universe, so now we're just going to can it and just do standalone kind of movies that have a kind of broad connection somewhat. Here's, here's my thoughts on the DCEU. So Marvel, and I'm going to draw the parallel, Mar- Marvel have always done well at making their characters have dark moments, but then like coupled quite well with light moments. And and that's pretty much, ty- you know, Iron Man, Thor, Hulk, they all have dark elements, but then a lot of it ties into the, the brightness and the lightness of, of Marvel. That's There's how a lot of the their, end of the tunnel. And it's like pretty much how all their characters go. DC haven't done that. Batman is dark. Superman, usually light, pretty much through and through. Wonder Woman kind of has a smattering. The Flash is a goofy character with a few dark moments, but they're, they are far more like stark contrast between each of these worlds. And I think that's why these films aren't working because you bring in a dark Batman. Great. Everyone's happy with that. And then you got to try and tie in Superman to that and you make Superman dark. And then people go, Oh wait, well no, but that's, that's not Superman. And then you bring in the flash being all goofy and ridiculous because that's what the comics are like, but you put it into this dark universe you've created and people go, Oh, that just seems fucking bizarre. It just seems nervous. It just seems nervous. Like, why, why is that happening? And then Aquaman comes into it, and that's its own <sighs> yeah, stylistic Aquaman choice. Fucking... And it, it, like, none of it's meshing well together because the comics, they separate them. And and when they do do the Justice League comics, Batman is the dark. Yeah. The dark, you know, here's my grey morals. And then the rest of them have their very contrasting opinions. That, but they find a balance but they find within a balance the comic panels. Yeah, all together. But on film, it's just not working because films don't work that way. A comic can last, you know, months, years, like a, 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 a storyline, decades. Whereas you've got two and a half hours to try and portray this this massive, you know, this mass of different opinions and, and, and outlooks of these characters. And it just doesn't. And that's why I think they're struggling. I mean, what, what, you're, what you're saying is we need a Justice League trilogy. <sighs> Fundamentally. But we need a Justice League trilogy coupled with a bunch of standalone films that, that just nail what they want to do. Yeah. So make the Superman movie, but make it light and airy, you know? And like, then, like, the be- the thing Marvel did as well is, like, in, say, Age of Ultron, you've got Avengers who are not promised films. So yeah. all these Justly characters, like, we're going to give them films eventually, but you're allowed to have characters like Quicksilver and uh, Scarlet Witch, for instance, yeah. who we're not going to give them films. They might, at one point, Quicksilver obviously doesn't, spoilers, um, but they might at one point... Honk. Aha! For Aaron Taylor Johnson. Because he dies. A lot. Um, But yeah, like, there's no characters in that. So they could have, there's loads of characters in the DCEU that they could have 
on the side. They're, yeah. They, uh, and Bring them in. There's young Justice League and stuff as well. They can Marvin, that aspect Martian in. Manhunter. Cyborg doesn't need his own film. Yeah. 100%. Cyborg definitely doesn't need his own doesn't film. Doesn't need his own film. And, and that weird gritty backstory they gave him of, uh, like, just doesn't need it. Doesn't need it. Like, stop trying to build that one up. But yeah, there's so many. Marvin, like, Martian yeah. Manhunter. There's so many of the, the, the whole Lantern Corps. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Like, they didn't bring any Green Lanterns in there. I think everyone's just leaving that alone after a Ryan Reynolds film, though. But why? I don't get it. Green Lantern's such a good character. Yeah, and like, he's and he also, works so well because in the comics he works so well with like the Flash, doesn't he? Where they're all buddy buddy, like super yeah. goofy, and also like comic relief. Um, I can't remember his name, but uh, Ryan Reynolds, Green Lantern, Hal Johnson, Hal Johnson, Jordan, Hal Jordan, sorry, yeah. is not the only Green Lantern. Yeah, like there's, there's so George many, there's so many. Yeah, there's loads, and then um, yeah, they just rushed out like Sinestro and stuff like that, and yeah, it just that was a film that they're like, right, we're going to take this away. Definitely wasn't good. Definitely wasn't good. Was definitely not. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was trying to think of another way to do it, but yeah, definitely wasn't good. As it wasn't class. It was not. It was yeah, the opposite. So, of class. it was and, dog shit. And yeah, <laughs> and bringing us back all the way to the beginning. So this is why I'm interested with the Shazam because I'm, although it does look dark in places, I'm interested in seeing them do this goofy, stupid, flossing, boner but, joke. Do you know film. why? I'm not interested is because every single DC film is an attempted course correction and building of new paths and it's a failure every time because like but this one might not be because it's not because you're right normally because they're all these dark gritty and they're trying to shove all the puzzle pieces into the Justice League whereas this one they're going Shazam here's a brand new film we're trying something new with it I know if but it they works, did that works. with Aquaman where it was just like with Aquaman they already had to shoehorn in because they'd already given you the Justice League and the but, like, the, the beginning. The mental thing is like if you watch Man of Steel and Batman Superman back to back, which don't do that because <laughs> it's a long time. Yeah, do other things your afternoon. There's like people out there hang out with someone, do yeah. like anything. But those two films feel like they exist in a similar universe. But then the Wonder Woman film, like I didn't feel like it came didn't exist. It was like it just didn't feel like it was in those two other films that had come before. Mm-hmm. Then Suicide Squad, it's like that's a whole other fucking planet those people are on, clearly. And they were like, let's just put a Ben Affleck in there. Like they're like, oh, how are we gonna like this? And like, oh, let's just see my Yeah, Affleck. so they're yeah. chucking Batman. And then you get to Justice League, and I'm like, this feels like a film like the first film in a like new series. This doesn't feel like it's connected to anything that's come before because it's like two directors with two vastly different styles just trying to do something that just doesn't work. And then you get to fucking Aquaman. And I'm like, what where, What fucking world does Aquaman live in the same place as Batman or Superman? Nah, like, do you want do you want a, an out there one with no confirmed universe, but a character from DC that has no link? Sure. We're going 2004, Catwoman. Fucking. <laughs> 2004, Halle Berry, Catwoman. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> what that is... That was odd. <laughs> it's the basketball scene. I always come back to the basketball scene in that movie. I can't. I, I. I cannot talk about it. I watched that film once when I was a kid, and I know it was weird, and I remember being changed by it. But you mean changed by I, it, like I, I remember it changing something. Got things for cats yeah. or something like that. <laughs> I mean, there's a clear pussy joke in here, but I'm not going to go for it. It's too easy. <laughs> I mean, and not going for it though. You've gone for know, it. I, yeah. I do that. But, <laughs> what a, but yeah, like what a what a weird stylistically cho- like choice for a. For a film, but then it, that was the time when it was let's choose superheroes from random, random, like, and, and make a film about Electra had a movie. Why? Yeah. Why yeah. did Electra have a movie? So I think, kind of coming up to time on this. So, final thing to talk about would be how how do you guys think DC could fix this? Be it a, a just scrap it all, start from fresh, or what would you want to see them do that could get you back into the DC universe? Well. I always said that if Justice League was a bad movie, that I was done with this universe of films. And Justice League, I think, is the worst of all of them. Mm. So I was worse like, Aquaman. Oh, definitely worse than Aquaman. <laughs> there's still there's like some redeemable elements to Aquaman, like the the VFX team that worked on that and the yeah. costume design. The suit looks good. Yeah, like, they made the suit look good. The they entire art department yeah. deserve all of the praise in the world for making that film look as great as it did. But it's like I don't care anymore. And it's like the Shazam movie, couldn't give two fucks. I guess I'll go see it because I can talk about it in the podcast or I can write about it at ramblingscotsman.com. Heavy plug there. It's a great wee plug. Just thanks for everyone. Just You like, need to stop saying plug after you plug yourself. Though. No, because then people don't know that I'm plugging myself. They oh, definitely they know. know by they now. Know. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> well, that's good. But, and then there's that 
Joaquin Phoenix Joker standalone movie, which like everything they've shown so far looks interesting, but it's also like I don't really care. I don't need a standalone Joker movie. Yeah. I don't need an origin for the Joker either. So like I think what you've got seven confirmed new releases. It's gonna be a, a Batman Shazam, Joker, Birds of Prey, Another Wonder Birds Woman, The Batman, The Suicide Squad, and Aquaman too. It's too many. I, I want of all of all of them because I'm a big old uh, Batman fanboy geek. I love to watch the Batman movie, but I don't give two shits about any other film on that list. Well, obviously, Birds of Prey is from Batman universe, but it, isn't the Birds of Prey one just going to be the, the kind of Harley Quinn slash Poison Ivy? Yeah, basically you know, Poison like, Ivy, Black Canary, and we already know that. Well, I already know that Gary absolutely hates Margot Robbie's interpretation of Harley Quinn. Um. On board. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. It's terrible. I, I don't think it's terrible. Do you know what's terrible? Harley Quinn as a character. That's fair. <laughs> it's weak and boring, and she's clearly in there to make girls feel involved and to sexualize her for yeah. boys who weren't involved. They, she's they just did, a sexual yeah. element. She's a double agent for the patriarchy. They did try and like fix her to a degree in I think a more recent run of comics but it's it, like yeah. the damage is done She's she had a, an animated with uh, it was Batman and Harley Quinn and she works yeah, horse shit yeah, that she's, she's a terrible character and she shouldn't exist literally the only reason that standalone movie is happening is because Margot Robbie's attached and she's a big name yeah she's draw, a huge name she'll draw people and it's, in. it's annoying that they've done it for Batman as well because Batman has famously huge female villains they didn't need another one yeah like she's not required all they've done is gone the Joker's the best villain let's make a female version of the Joker yeah Instead of With going, let's yeah, let's make Poison Ivy better, or let's make uh, like Tally Al Ghul and stuff like that. They have these huge characters that are really great and evil as fuck. Do a live action live action Mask of the Phantasm, and then yeah, fucking that will be. So so this is but it's you saying it. This is this is my solution to the DC. They stop. My my solution is they stop well, doing live actions. Look how much my Aquaman just made. They ain't stopping. Yeah, they're not gonna my stop. my solution is they stop doing the live actions and they just double down. They they give the fucking budget to the animated section and just give us banging animated movies where they've got the licenses for all the characters. So they yeah. can bring in Marvin Man, uh, Mar- Marvin Martian Manhunter, like Marvin Manhunter for a bit part or for half of the film, whatever yeah. it doesn't matter. They can go weird and wacky with it because why the fuck not? Um, I mean, I can't remember the name of it, but there's that animated one which is where the oh, fuck is it Doc- the Doom. I can't remember, but somebody gets hold of all of Batman's contingency plans for the Justice Randall League. Savage. Randall Savage, that's yeah. it. And they, they get hold of all of Batman's contingency plans and for the Justice yeah, League. Yes. Wreak havoc on the Justice League. Yeah. The Justice League are completely fucked because Batman's, you know, Batman's the smartest one. He's he's he sorted these. them over. And then I think, who is it that gets out first? Somebody gets out first and Batman goes, shit. <laughs> like, yeah. Shit. Great film, and then it's they have, really have this whole element of of Batman coming clean and being like, "Yeah, this is I, my plan. I, planned these. I know what I know what's going dangerous. on. I don't know who's done it, but these are my plans. Yeah, I've got contingencies for my contingencies, but you're gonna have to help me." And they're all kind of going, "Oh, what the fuck? Like, I want all that. I want bigger budget versions of that stuff." And then he does. He hires like all like the biggest villains of that. So like Bane is for Batman, and like yeah. Cheetah's there for Wonder Woman, etc. And it's it's really good. Like it's, it flows well. But I think until this year, no one had any faith. In mm-hmm. superhero films animated, and then they've released into the Spider Verse, and yeah, now I think yeah, people yeah. can go shit. Maybe we can do this we animated. Do. Don't we're going to get Green Lantern version. into the Lantern Verse. <laughs> <laughs> Was it da- Daffy Daffy Duck? Daffy Duck as a Green Lantern. There you go. Give me that. Yeah. You seen that? No. Daffy Duck is a an honorary Green Lantern. He picks up one of the Lantern's rings and becomes a a Green Lantern. For when, where? What? what? Oh, in a crossover it's a, somewhere. Yeah, it's, it's one of the. Surprised you've not just dipped into it on TV, but you're not a fan. <laughs> you know, I like to just dip into things. Before uh, we finish, there are three DC comic films that are passable. Two are passable. One's pretty. Sorry, sure. before you move on, he's called the Green Loon Turn. Wow. Someone oh thought of Green Lantern before that. Oh yeah, that, <laughs> was, that was a that was a joke, and then let's figure out what we can do with it rather than it being. They've had a meeting and they've sat down with the Looney Tunes and right, right, somebody's getting Lantern Core. <laughs> Daffy, you've got no gun for you. <laughs> it's you, big son. You're you're going up to the big leagues. You're just Donald without the sailor's license. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, you were saying there's, there's yeah, a couple so of DC films. DC has pushed out some good films, but it's not in the same universe. So, uh, V for Vendetta. Mm-hmm. Is a DC comic, and it's in terms of anti- like interpretation from comic book to screen, it's great. Uh, I was never a 
that film just never worked for me. It's the the un- like. That's because people liked it, so Gavin obviously. Hated oh, it. Fuck you. <laughs> it's, yeah, they didn't show it in art school, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's, no, it's a pretty specific. Like, it's a very specific universe, and it's almost that kind of Twelve Monkeys vibe universe, yeah. and it's hard. It's hard to get on board with that. But I think from the comic to the screen, it felt very much streamlined until they fucked the ending. The Watchmen was the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd know why they changed the ending because the ending in the comics is mental, but. Yeah, I thought a big giant. They kept, it, they kept it thematically the same. Yeah, but, but the, the characters looked great. It was pretty much scene I mean, for scene right up until the end. It was I'll awesome. stand by that Watcher movie. I think it's, it's so I think, good. I think it's yeah. one of Snyder's best films. Yeah. And it's just because it's literally like he just takes the panels and just puts them on the screen. Yeah. And he, great casting. And I'm, I'm violent, dark. Big Blue Dong. Yeah. Big Blue Dong. Big and Wolf yeah, Dong. but Dr. Manhattan looks great as yeah. well for like the CGI development at that time. Like he's come across yeah. really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then. Yeah, I can't believe he's the same guy that made Martha. <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say. But it's also got that great line of like, yeah. I'm not trapped in here with you, you're trapped in here with me. Yeah. And I just yeah. love that moment because like, yeah, fucking Rorschach yeah. in that movie. It's so good. It's just brutal. Rorschach. Rorschach. That sounds that's like a, a street shark. Yeah. Rorschach. <laughs> Rorschach. <laughs> Stop pecking at me. And then the last one that was really good, it was a terrible, terrible film, but the, the comic was also terrible. It was when they made the Jonah Hex in 2010. Oh, yeah, with Josh <laughs> Brolin. Josh Brolin's Josh Josh come into the DC. He's done that film. He's going, I'm I'm going to do at least two Marvel films to get back at you for this. <laughs> <laughs> I guess three, because he did uh, Deadpool. Oh, no. Oh, he's uh, Deadpool, Endgame, Infinity War. Yeah. I was, that, that, I was mentioning Thanos and Cable was my two characters. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't know what happened in my head there. Yeah. I'll just shut up. Okay. But yeah, so... So, so yeah, our solutions yeah. are double down on the animation... I think like you think if you're gonna do the big screen, it needs completely recast. Like they always carry someone over. Mm-hmm. Like someone's always gonna carry. Like there's enough actors and actresses in the world. Yeah. Um, I, I'd be up for them doing a Disney and yeah. just kind of grabbing a bunch of unknowns and, and yeah. building them up, building them up. Yeah, that's what when they do this standalone Batman film, I'm fully of the opinion of like just go unknown. Mm. Don't go for a Ben Affleck. Don't yeah. go for a Christian Bale. Don't go for a George Clooney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for John Hamm. I mean, fill it with absolute oh, love yes. if it's John Hamm. Or I'll take Richard Armitage as well. Ooh. I mean, just... Who just, would be a good Batman? There you go. That's, that's a podcast episode. <laughs> final final thoughts, really quick. Who would be your ideal Batman? I'll, let's do ideal Wolverine as well. Right? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> go on. I mean, I don't... I need, like, some... Go. <laughs> it doesn't work with that, Gary. I can't... Go. Use... Go on. Name someone. Oh, uh, okay. Um... Batman, well, for Wolverine, Tom Hardy, done. That's easy. I want, to, I want. Don't shake your head like that. He's Bullshit. short and stumpy and muscly, and he's just fucking. And he's nuts as well. So is Wolverine. See what I did there? You thought mm-hmm. something about character Wolverine? Was My only Tom problem Hardy. with Tom Hardy is I think he proved from his character, his second character in Legend when he plays uh, yeah. Ronnie Cray, from and his character in. Peaky Blinders, where he's meant to be crazy in both, he kind of does that all the same. Yeah, that's he, his crazy has one crazy, and he's kind of portrayed it in the same way in that's both. That's fair. So I'm not but sure. Then what about he, he's not going to turn up to be in like Wolverine, but like, just do the same voice he does in <laughs> definitely in Batman. For you the know, like, like when he's like, oh, like that meeting with Tom Hardy, it's like, oh, hey Tom, I want you to be a uh, Wolverine. He's like, all right, cool, but I want to do whatever voice I want. And they're like, uh, okay, and then he just comes in and hello, I'm Wolverine. It's like, <laughs> Tom, no, well, this is. No, it's in the contract. I'm doing the voice I want. <laughs> I, you said I could. All right, I, Tom Hardy for Wolverine for Gav. Who's your Batman? Oh, I want to... Fuck it. Give Army Hammer a shot. The man deserves I'm it. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. That's a yeah. good Because you know shell. he'd be a fucking amazing Bruce Wayne and he can get in shape to be Batman. No you, that's your main problem with Batman is like Bruce Wayne and Batman are such different characters. Yeah. Yeah. You, sometimes I almost talk about casting them differently. Mm-hmm. But my one thing I want if in the next Batman film, and we've spoken about this before, is stop showing Batman's eyes. <laughs> yeah. It kills the character dead. Like there's no <laughs> comic where you can see Batman's eyes. For yeah, some yeah, reason, yeah. they keep that human element in. And I think the fact that it, Deadpool's you, you, doing it well now. Yeah, you still realize he's human, and it's shit. Like the whole point of Batman is he's meant to be this demon, scary aspect. Yeah. Like you can see his eyes. Like I can see Christian Bale's little peepers looking at me <laughs> through that <laughs> thick ass helmet. Like it's not like you need to get rid of his eyes. They can do it, but that's too not realistic for yeah. DC. They need to tone down on their realism. Yeah, totally. That's the thing. Go go animated. Go fully animated. Just go fun. So you're Wolverine and Batman. I, I'll take. I'll just take my two selections there. I'd have uh, John Hamm, Batman, and I'd, I'd put Richard Armitage, Wolverine. That's pretty good. Well, he's a bit tall, but yeah. I don't mind. I'm gonna go 
Joseph Gordon-Levitt for Wolverine. That's a sh- that's awful. I don't think so. I think that'd be Real fucking. Awful. I think that'd be an awesome one. He'd have to get fucking ripped for it, but I think Joseph Gordon-Levitt would be a kick-ass Wolverine. And what world do you think the guy from Five Hundred Days of Summer and Don John would be a good Wolverine? I think he would. You picked his two best, like two worst films there. Yeah. <laughs> I think Joseph Gordon-Levitt is, is Wolverine no, would be a fucking sweet one. Too... I can't believe Joseph Gordon-Levitt's got away with this podcast. Like he didn't get. <laughs> Like shout on for his performance in the third Batman film because oh his name's Robin he must be Robin. Oh, Robin they don't get it's not his first name he's not called Superman Kent like that's not how it works <laughs> yeah that was real bad when they did that I was like oh no because oh, no. I'm trying to think of a Batman I can't think of one um, just do Josh Gordon-Levitt as both your answer because he might have been Batman why do you that... have another terrible answer like Jake Gyllenhaal there you go don't f- <laughs> whoa don't you ever come at Jake Gyllenhaal I'm he... not coming at him as an actor but he's a terrible choice for Batman <laughs> oh yeah he should not be Batman too... I take him as Wolverine. Yeah, I could take him he as Wolverine. He got ripped as fuck for Southpaw. Yeah. And he's a small guy. Yeah. I'd take him as Wolverine, but he's too pretty for Batman. But I'd also take him as I'd take him as a Joker. If he just transforms his yeah. character from Nightcrawler into like a Batman film. I want be a decent Joker. Jay Jalen Hall could be a Batman villain. Yeah. Just give him give him Audio Boy? Wolverine? I would also uh well John Hamm is my Bruce Wayne. Bruce I don't Wayne. know about the actual Batman part of it. My uh, my Wolverine is Yosemite Sam. <laughs> or what about uh, the Scottish guy from The Simpsons? Yeah. Willie. Kransky from Willie. Yeah. Yep. That'd be an interesting one. I'd be uh, up for that. Anyone, like, trivia, the best time the Joker was portrayed on screen? You know the answer to this. Wait, what do you mean? Is this actual trivia? or is this... The best time the Joker was portrayed on screen, in your opinion. Is this okay, on The Simpsons? Wait. No. Well, it's Mark Hamill. Nah, we, this person was better. The best time the Joker was portrayed on screen was when... Uh, Willem Dafoe played the Green Goblin in the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man <laughs> it's, film. It's so true. It's so true. <laughs> he literally praised the Joker for the entire film. Yeah, it's <laughs> true. Talking to himself, voices in his head, the lot. Right, like, well, we're going to have to wrap. Oh, I just wanna, but we didn't even get to the fucking uh, Joel Schumacher fucking Batman movies. and did, or We didn't even talk about Tim Burton's Batman. We're gonna yeah, we to, didn't. We're going to have to come back. We're going to have to come back. We are at time. We're at capacity. It's been a long one. I think we can. How, how, long, long, how long has it been going? 69 minutes. We're over the hour. We've got to wrap. Can we wait till 70 though? Because I'm not. I don't want to end we're, we're wrapping, yeah, we're wrapping, I'll probably cut something down so it'll go down anyway. We'll be good. As long as it's not 69 minutes, I don't mind. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So that is it. That's it from us today. Um, we might have to get you back in, Ryan, for another That's fine. Another shot at the DC yeah, have world. have to come all the way back home from... Oh, we'll shit. take a trip out to Isla. Yeah, do it. Come come over. Um, bring all the technology. Wait, I just want to like feel that viewers should... Viewers, audiences should realize I don't live there now. You've not flown me out. <laughs> We're doing this in a living room. It's not as professional. This as is Hollywood. Hollywood. No, this is our studio. Yeah, it's a studio. Okay. <laughs> Fucking studio audience. The studio apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's it from us we have been the Meandering Movie Podcast thank you so much for listening we are still looking for reviews on iTunes um, do we have any new ones I am not sure actually let me have a, let me have a wee peek shall I um, but yeah we're still looking for reviews if you've enjoyed the show please let us know um, if you've got a topic you'd love us to cover get in touch you can get in touch with us I'll let Gavin do this bit you can go to Twitter at Meandering Pod uh, you go to Facebook uh, facebook.com slash Meandering Movie Podcast that's the same for Instagram uh, email is meanderingmoviepodcast at gmail.com uh, and then I think those are all the plugs Ryan do you want to do any personal plugs yeah thank you very much for coming in Ryan you're yeah. welcome uh, I don't mind I'm not you should I don't need go to, for it man I've got an Instagram Ryan Campbell 4 go to his Instagram because the boy is quite the photographer he can take a picture he like, sure is he's quite a just. and do you want to just say that again without Gavin yeah. talking oh, over sorry. it it's uh, Ryan Campbell 4 brilliant Easy. Thank you very much, Ryan. Uh, yeah, review, review of the week. A genuinely funny and weirdly informative podcast. Love how angry Gav gets and how Gary valiantly stands up to him. Love the banter. Valiantly? I'm sorry. Have you written this yourself, Gary? No. <laughs> Love the banter and how it really is a meandering movie podcast. Roll on Thursday. And that was from CJAT Tanagra. So thank you very much, CJAT Tanagra. I'm not happy. I mean, thank you for the review, but valiantly stands up to me. It's because you're a dick. I'm not. Well, you're I currently am. being a dick right now because one guy said that. <laughs> <laughs> you're actually such a little bitch, guy. I'm quite a little bit. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. We'll be back next Thursday. Thank you for listening and goodbye. Music is life. (laughs) It's meandering movies. It's meandering movies. It's meandering movies. So.